And we see that statistically. We see fewer and fewer people getting married, Mm -hmm. probably because of that example that they've had. And they're like, I just don't want to do it. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's Word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome to the BKF Podcast. We are so excited to be with you today. If you haven't already, please take an opportunity, like, share, comment. We love comments. If you're listening on Audible, just know that the full video format of this podcast is on our YouTube channel. You can go and subscribe, and every single Monday when we drop a new podcast, you'll get alerted. So we're excited today. We're going to be starting a new series. So tell me about our new series. All right, you guys. So this is going to be our second series on marriage. Um, If you've been listening and following last month, the month of February, Mm -hmm. we had a whole series on the priority, uh, your priorities in marriage. So this month we're talking about a marriage reflecting God. Mm. And it's another four-part series. It's coming from the book. And so so first off, we want to talk about what is marriage supposed to look like? Mm. And I would love for us to share, Scott, you know, we've talked about this (laughs) growing up what our view was of marriage versus what it is now. Yeah, I, I you know, Vanessa and I kind of, uh, sometimes we just sit around and we have conversations about our background or, you know, the way we grew up and the craziness that kind of we endured. Um, and, and and we're so thankful for God's grace and putting us, you know, together and, and putting a vision in our hearts about what we wanted our marriage to yeah. look like. But that wasn't quite the example that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I'll kind of give you a, a head start on this. My parents were married for uh, almost 40 years. Mm-hmm. How they stayed married, I have no idea. Uh, my family dealt with alcoholism, adultery, uh, abuse, um, death uh, of, of, of children. I, it, was, it, was, it was just a very uh, crazy environment to grow up in. Um, I'm thankful that my father at, at a certain point and my mother kind of came to know the Lord uh, later in their marriage, and 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 kept that together, and showed me at least uh, a halfway example, uh, you know, at least half of my life, an example of what marriage could look like. Yeah, but it wasn't exactly the healthiest environment to grow up in. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, Vanessa, your story is also powerful, and kind of tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, growing up, um, I, you know, I don't know my biological father, but my mom mm-hmm. was married three different times, and. I think my view of marriage growing up was just very skewed. I never, I didn't see the value in marriage. I thought it was something mm. that was very just irreplaceable. Um, I thought that it was something that hurt you. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, until my mom met my stepfather, who, um, very godly man, that's actually how my mother and I came to know the Lord is because mm. of my stepfather and stepsister. Um, you know, I really didn't understand. Uh, what marriage was or what it was supposed to look mm-hmm. like, um, you know, and how it could be healthy. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, if you're listening to this and you're kind of going, man, my background sounds a lot like yours, 
I, I think a lot of people grow up in that environment where they just don't have, they have an ideal of what they would love marriage to be like, but their reality says that it's not that way, yeah. that I'm not going to be successful in marriage, that, you know, it's not something that I even sometimes even want to do. And we see that statistically. We see fewer and fewer people getting married, mm-hmm. probably because of that example that they've had. And they're like, I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to talk about a marriage reflecting God and, and really my hope is through this four-part series that you start understanding how good it can be, absolutely, how good God designed marriage to be, and how good it is if you do it His way. Yeah, um, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful relationship, uh, and one that I think if you if you got a clear picture of it, it wouldn't you kind of shake off some of the things you grew up with. Yeah. You know, and we, we're going to talk about first guys, what God says marriage should be. So Scott, I know you have some scripture that you want to read. So, so we're going to go with Ephesians, uh, Ephesians five. It's a little bit long, but I want to, I want to kind of hit this because it it really answers the way a marriage should be modeled. So wives submit to your husband as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, because we have duties too, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feels and cares for it just as Christ does the church. For we are, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. I, I love clearness in Scripture, and especially, you know, and we've had a ton of people who have interpreted this and who have preached on this around us, mm-hmm. and it really just talks about the way the dynamic of marriage should go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about the husband being the head of the family, and, and obviously... As a man, our mega need is respect, mm-hmm. and uh, wives, their mega need is security. So it really lays out how we achieve that respect in the house, but also as husbands, how we should reflect our love for our wives and how we should protect them and lead our family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, when we can actively seek to understand how God sees marriage, and just like you said, Scott, in scripture, mm-hmm. you know, it lays it out there for us. But when we can really get a revelation and an understanding of what that looks like, then that's where we can model that in our mm. own marriage. And we can model that to our children and in our family. Um, marriage is sacred and precious. And, um, I love, we talk about the scripture a lot, but it's Matthew 6, and it's seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so we want to go into here in just a second, you guys, about the difference between covenant and contract and what mm. covenant means. But, um, but when we seek God first in our marriage, mm. that's going to overflow, um, into our relationship. It's going to overflow into our family. It's going to overflow, uh, into our relationship with our children. And Mm so, um, you know, following scripture and obeying Mm -hmm. what the word says, um, as husband and wife, it's, it's just going to bless your marriage and it's going to bless your family. Well, 
the, the one thing I'll say is it's really, really hard to do marriage away from God. Right. And when we talk about seeking God and, and we talk about priorities of marriage, we've, we've talked about this a lot of times. First priority is your relationship with Christ, then your spouse, then your children. There's a reason that order is the way it is, is because the guide, the directive is right here. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't do it on our own. Yeah. We are selfish. We're, you know, sometimes uh, sin natured. Um, it, it doesn't align in marriage if we don't yeah. do that God's way. Mm-hmm. Um and we have a, in a lot of cases, have a flawed perspective. So that's why we need God's word. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. And just like you said, we want to have that perspective. We want to have his perspective of, of what, what it looks like to be a loving and caring and God-fearing spouse. Um, and then I'm going to read Matthew 19, four through six. And here it says, Uh, He answered, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Um, And I love this because, you know, it's talking about, you know, the two, you two become one Mm. and, um, and that right there, you know, going t- into what we were, what I wanted to talk about earlier with covenant, yeah. you know, um, when we make a covenant with God, when we say I do, you know, mm-hmm. that covenant begins in our marriage. And really it's, it's an alignment with me and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when we have that first mm-hmm. and when that, um, is, is parallel, then that will, that relationship with the Lord will overflow Mm -hmm. into our relationship with our spouse. Um, and your relationship with God is most important because it influences the rest of your relationships. It influences the relationship with your spouse. It Mm -hmm. influences the the relationships with your children and Mm -hmm. your family and your friends. Well, and, and you talked about the difference between covenant and contract. Um, I think a lot of people today just look at marriage like it's, uh, Really, they look at it like it's a temporary contract. It's like, uh, you know, we're signing this, but at the end of the day, we can always get out of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why divorce rates are so high. Um, but they look at it like it's a marriage contract. And really, the way God lays out marriage and the way God lays out the meaning of covenant and the way he parallels marriage to covenant is a covenant is a spiritual agreement that cannot be broken. Mm-hmm. It is an alignment. It's it's what, you know, God made a covenant with Abraham. He, he, he made a covenant to his people about, you know, why that was so important. Mm-hmm. So when we look at marriage as a covenant, it, it's not something that can be broken. Mm-hmm. And again, but that covenant doesn't align unless our relationship with Christ is aligning. Right. You know, we don't we can't derive the meaning unless we know the source. Mm-hmm. So that's why that covenant is is so important in our marriage. Right. Well, and then that goes into the next thing that we want to talk about and that's building your marriage on the rock and the foundation mm-hmm. of Jesus because without that. Yeah. And like you said relationship and with having that alignment, yeah. you know, it, it's it's well, Everything it, will move you. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not anchored in the, in the source, mm-hmm. none of none of none of the things that, that you're trying to learn about are going to mean anything. Right. And it and that's not something that you just decide once and never go back to. Right. Uh, it's something that we talk about in terms of consistently being in a relationship with Christ. It's almost like the words need to be repeated to you so you understand the importance of it. So we're reminded yeah. of who our covenant is with. Mm-hmm. 
who is the definer of marriage and what is he, how did he design it for us? Yeah. Um, it's, it's really kind of interesting to me is, you know, even our marriage, we, we, we love this stuff. We teach it. We love each other, but even we fall away from it. Oh yeah. And we absolutely. fall in our, in our, in our own sin nature and get to the point where we're like, Whoa, what happened? Yeah. And then we go back and we go right. back to the source or we go back to the word and we say, okay, what, what, what does our covenant mean? And how do we get this back in alignment? Yeah. So I can imagine those who may be listening to this and they're like covenant contract. I, I'm not quite understanding this. Just know that, you know, God does, did design marriage to be a great, perfect relationship on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the one that he's designed to be the closest relationship on earth. Yeah. So if you can't figure out why it's not quite working, go back to the source, go mm-hmm. back to the word and you'll find out. Yeah. Um, but it all starts, like you said, with that relationship with Christ. Right. And, you know, having, you know, I think of the scripture and it's Matthew seven twenty four mm-hmm. through 27, and it's building your house on the rock. And I just want to read that real quick, you guys. And it says, everyone who hears these words of mine does them well, but like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And so, you know, there's going to be trouble Mm. in your marriage in you know, your family relationships, there's going to be storms in life. The rock is what holds us together. So again, it's yes, you have, first it's having a relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. having your marriage, Mm. you know, being founded on Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, having that um, alignment that we were talking about with the Father, yeah. um, and then when you're when all of that is on the foundation, when it's on the bedrock, like it says in here in Scripture, you know, nothing will move you. It, it won't yeah. fall. I mean, the walls can come crumbling down in seasons. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like there, you know, there are things in life that are going to knock us down and punch us mm-hmm. in the face. You know, you talked about um, the death of a child. Your parents yeah. experienced that. Yeah. But your parents had laid a foundation yeah. in faith. And so regardless of what happens in life, if the walls come crumbling down, that foundation is still there, and God will help us build that back up. Yeah. And I, you bring up something, and I want to make sure I point this out because it just kind of occurred to me. as I, I, I told this story a couple of days ago, but I want to make sure I tell it again. Um, yes, my parents did go through the death of a child, and when you talk about the foundation, I think a lot of people who listen may go, that's really cool, but I don't have a foundation, so uh, I'm sure that takes a long time to lay. Yeah. And I, I want to challenge your thought there because one of the clearest decisions my parents made before you know my, my sister who was killed when I was 12 and she was 15 is they made a decision to go to church. They just did. They just made a decision, hey, we're going to go to church uh, they didn't go like to a marriage conference. They didn't. They just went to the church, yeah. And they started the decision of a foundation, and that foundation became very evident very quick. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be one of the. If you're in that situation, you're like, I haven't gone to church in 30 years. I stumbled across your podcast, and I'm just trying to. The decision is. It, it doesn't take a long time. Mm-hmm. You can start a foundation very quickly by just deciding to one see Christ to, you know, find out his view of marriage, get involved with a local church, yeah. uh, get into your Bible. 
Um, these are the things that practically we talk about as far as when we talk about establishing a relationship with Christ, establishing your family with a relationship with Christ. I, I don't want this to be something that's in the air. I want people to understand what they do. Yeah. Find a good Bible-based church. Mm-hmm. If you're having problems, find a great Christian counselor that, you, that can help you. These are the steps that you take to start understanding what a faith in Christ is like. Absolutely. You know, so guys, we just want to, you know, ask, there's just a couple of questions that we want to ask, you know, for you to ponder and maybe talk about with your spouse, talk Mm -hmm. about with your family, with your children, Mm. um, or maybe just sit in quiet time with the Lord. And, you know, those questions are, you know, one, do you currently have a relationship with Christ? And before we, you know, in the podcast, I do want to lead us in my prayer Mm -hmm. in case there's anyone who is listening today and they're like, you know, I don't know. And if, if, if you can't without a doubt 100% say, mm-hmm. I know that I know that I know, man, we want to walk you into that today. We, we want to help you um, help you establish that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it, it can begin today, guys. And, um, you know, what does your faith walk currently look like? Yeah. You know, is it more of like you're an acquaintance with the Lord? Are you best friends with him? Maybe he's your enemy right now because you're mad at God. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And, you know, when it comes to your spouse, what are you doing for your spouse to feed and nourish their faith? Yeah. Um, I heard this quote a long time ago, and it was like, if your spouse's life depended on you feeding them the word of God, would they be full? Mm. Would they be weak and weary? Would they be malnourished? Would they be hungry? What does that look like? And these are just some things for you to think about and get with your spouse. And maybe, you know, maybe there's a conviction there of, hey, like, you know, we need to be doing more for you. I need to be praying for you more. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe that it's you've forgotten to pray for your spouse, which mm-hmm. is the best gift that you can give your spouse. <clears throat> maybe it's declaring the word of God over one another, Yeah. you know, and to one another. Um, and so, um, you know, and then, you know, let's talk about why it's important, Scott, to feed and nourish your spouse's faith. Well, again, I'll go back to the way God designed marriage. He put a relationship between husband and wife on the earth to be the closest relationship we shared on the earth. Yeah. And then he aligned that with the way he designed marriage. None of that was by accident. None of that is without a promise that your spouse can be your greatest encourager, that your greatest strength. Um, And we're going to talk about this uh, a lot uh, in our next segment, which is, you know, how do we practically and spiritually um, aligned together in some of the practices that we can take, like praying together, things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, you said it beautifully, is your spouse can be your greatest encourager mm-hmm. and your greatest strength mm-hmm. uh, and can be your, you know, sometimes your conduit to to speaking with God and speaking to God on their behalf. Yeah. So definitely encourage, love the questions. Um, please don't leave this podcast without some type of going uh, an activation. Yeah. And definitely Vanessa is going to lead us in prayer in a minute yeah. about those who may not be certain about their relationship with Christ. Yeah. Um, so super exciting stuff. So I'm going to let you end in prayer. Yeah. And then we're going to move on to our next segment here in just a little bit. All right, you guys. So let's pray. Father God, we just love you, praise you, and we thank you for today. And God, I just pray that anyone that's listening right now, Lord, um, God, that they don't know you personally, Lord, that they have not accepted Jesus in their heart, Lord, without a doubt that they don't know um, that they have a relationship with you, Lord God. Um, Lord, we just ask, um, God, that you, Holy Spirit, you would just meet them right where they are at, Lord. And God, um, we just believe, God, that... Um, 
God, that you would just forgive us of our sins, Lord. Anyone that's listening right now, um, we just declare, God, that we are we are sinners, Lord. And without um, your son, Jesus, God, um, you know, we can't do it, Lord. And so right now we just ask that you would forgive us of our sins, Lord. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross um, for us, Lord, to wipe, wipe and just wash away all of our sins and all of our iniquities, Lord. God, we thank you for the blood and stripes of Jesus that covers us, Lord. And God, we believe that he um, died and rose again on the third day, Lord, um, to be flesh and walk the earth, Father. And so, Lord, right now today, I commit my life to your son, Jesus, Lord, God, that I would serve him. Lord, and that he would be just an active part of my life, God, and have deep, intimate relationship with him, Lord. And so, God, we just love you and we praise you and we thank you for this amazing gift of salvation. And we ask all of this in your son's precious name. Amen. Amen. And guys, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if you prayed that prayer with us today, you guys, um, I just want you to reach out to us. If yep. you're listening, reach out to our ministry, info at blendingkingdomfamilies.com. We would love to um, you know, walk you through anything that you're going through, pray with you. If you have any questions, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And if you need a Bible, we'll send you a Bible. <laughs> awesome. Guys, Thank you all so much for joining in with us today. We're so excited about this series of A Marriage Reflecting God. We have another uh, podcast coming out next week that will address more practical sides of dealing with your spouse and things that you can do. Guys, hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do today. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.